Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. During World War II, there was a Lutheran pastor in Stuttgart, Germany, named Helmut Thielicke. And Pastor Thielicke had he had steadfastly opposed the, the Nazi regime in his war-torn homeland, and he had remained staunchly independent also of the German National Church, which had already succumbed to the governmental pressures of his day. Yet, he was a pastor, and his calling was to faithfully shepherd his flock, even in the midst of wartime and chaos. And it was during the intense air raids and the bombing of Germany that, that times were particularly rough for him and his people. His congregation's church building had already been destroyed, and his people had to keep moving around to different buildings to, to meet and to worship, but, but those, many of those were destroyed as well. And when the air raids became particularly intense, Pastor Thylake preached to those who were left, saying, He who has the victory of the last hour can endure the next few minutes. He who has the victory of the last hour can endure the next few minutes. Well, the question is, then, who has the victory of the last hour? Well, you see, that is what today is all about. Today is the last Sunday in our church year, and it's known as Christ the King Sunday. And so next Sunday begins the season of Advent. It begins a whole new church year. But on this final Sunday of this year, our focus is on final things. And what we hear today, particularly in our Old Testament reading as well as in our Gospel reading, are descriptions of what it will be like at the end, what Judgment Day is like. Jesus says in our Gospel reading, But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Keep awake. For you do not know when the time will come. Well, Lutherans believe that we are in the last days right now. And we have been ever since the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Ever since he came to this earth for the first time, the last days have begun. And we don't spend time trying to read obscure signs or estimate how long we have. No, Jesus is very clear about those things. The doorkeeper will not know when the master is going to return. He will come like a thief in the night, he says elsewhere. And so to try and guess when that'll be, it's pointless work. Instead, what is much more fruitful is to heed Jesus' words when he tells us, stay awake. We are all, as Christians, called upon to stay ready for his return. 
So what will happen when Jesus returns? Well, we'll talk about what happens with us in, in just a few moments, but, but let's first talk about what happens with Jesus. And that's what our Old Testament reading, that's what makes it so interesting. It's written by Daniel, and Daniel was a, a believer, a Jewish believer in exile, living in Babylon at the time, some 500 years before Jesus. And God gave Daniel this vision of what was to come, which he then recorded, and that's what we read in chapter 7. Now, if you go back and read through chapter 7, what you'll find is that, that Daniel has been seeing the rise and fall of all of these earthly kingdoms, these beasts as they're depicted, who come up out of the seas like kingdoms washing up on the shores. And then they depart with the tides of history. But then these visions are interrupted when all of a sudden Daniel himself, he's in the throne room of God and he's beholding God the Father, the Ancient of Days, as he's called, whose clothing was white as snow and his hair like pure wool, his throne fiery flames and its wheels burning fire. And there he sees the whole heavenly host stretched out before God the Father, thousands upon thousands and ten thousands upon ten thousands standing before him. And God the Father sits down and he opens his books and he holds court. Judgment has begun. But then what do we see happen? What does Daniel see happen? Descending from heaven there came one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. You see, we know that Jesus came the first time as the Son of God and the Son of Man. And the first time he came, he came lowly at first. He was wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a manger. And then he grew up and he lived all unassumingly so that he might lay down his life at a Roman cross. And then, then he was wrapped again, this time in burial cloths. But Jesus did not stay there. What he had done, actually, was to wage a war against sin and against Satan and against death itself. And Jesus, he defeated all of them. The war was won. And his is the victory. And as we confess in the creed, Jesus then ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. It is a position of power and reign and rule. But that's not all. We also confess that Jesus is coming again. He will come again with glory to judge both the living and the, and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And, and Daniel's vision, it's capturing all of this. It's capturing all of this in one dramatic scene that he describes. Daniel sees Christ win the victory by his sacrifice on the cross. He sees Christ win the victory as he walks out of the grave. The victory that Christ wins as he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And Daniel knows the victory that Christ will have when he returns to earth again. And on that day, on that final day, Christ will be presented 
with a kingdom by his Father, the Ancient of Days, fully and finally for all to see, a kingdom that will have no end. Jesus is the Christ, he is the King, and his and his alone is the victory of the last hour. This has such a profound effect on our lives today. We couldn't possibly cover or mention all of what this means for us. And in fact, we're going to dwell on this a bit more next Sunday, the beginning of Advent, which also has the the traditional theme of of looking forward, anticipating the coming of Christ and, and how it is in our lives today we wait. Pastor Tom will share more with us on that next week. But what I'd like us to focus on and contemplate today is what it means for us to know that both now and at the end of all things, that it is Christ alone who holds the victory, that he alone is the everlasting king. This is so important for us to hear and know because we live in a world where the victory might not seem all that, uh, all that apparent. Where our lives and, and we who are his saints can seem so inconsequential in this world. Where sin seems so profound and, and evil so pervasive and, and death so permanent. When even we as Christians may act more like the world rather than like Christ. Falling into these traps of our own temptations and sins and shame. When the body of Christ, the church, we look less like victors and more like those who are diminished or defeated. And perhaps instead of a a sturdy ancient church with high, proud walls, sometimes we may look more like a bombed out church with rubble and broken glass. But as Pastor Thylake once said, He who has the victory of the last hour can endure the next few minutes. We can endure the next few minutes and hours of these last days because Christ has already secured the victory by his life and death and resurrection and ascension. And what's more, he promises to bring that victory fully to bear when he returns again in all his divine glory, when he establishes his everlasting kingdom, which shall never pass away. Christ the King has the victory. And I said that we would talk about what this means for us. Well, here it is. In in an astounding way, the way of a good and gracious God, Christ has chosen to give his victory to you. And to me, we don't deserve it. It is a gift of grace. But you were clothed in the victorious robes of Christ's righteousness. Your sins were judged powerless when Christ died for them on the cross and said, It is finished. And your death, whenever that might be, no longer has its sting. Even though death may separate you from this earthly life for just a moment, it has lost 
all of its power over you. It lost its power when Christ walked out of his own tomb that Easter morning. And when the books are opened by the Father on Judgment Day and your name is read, what you will hear is your name declared righteous on account of Christ. You see, Jesus comes to you over and over again, even now. He has come to you in the washing of your baptism in the forgiving of your sins, in absolution, in his body and blood, in this sacramental meal, Jesus comes to you and he delivers to you again and again his victory. The victory that he has won is now yours. And he has made you his holy one, his saint. Later in the same chapter of Daniel, Daniel chapter 7, After Daniel sees the the son presented to the father and the father giving the son this everlasting kingdom, Daniel then sees this kingdom shared by the son with us. Daniel writes, And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. Their kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom. You see, Christ's victory of the final hour is your victory of the final hour. Your sins are forgiven. Your slate has been wiped clean. And on that day when Christ returns, your body will be raised from the dead by the King. And you will live forever with him. Christ the King is most assuredly Christ our King. You see, our church is so aptly named. It's a constant reminder that the victory of the King is our victory because Christ our King has given it to us. And so even when our lives and this world may not seem so victorious, we know that we can endure the next few minutes or the next few days, or the next few years, or however long it is until Christ returns again. Because he, Christ our King, is victorious. And we are awake, and we are ready for him to return. We know that day will be the greatest day, and we are looking forward to it, because it is the day of his everlasting kingdom, which shall never pass away. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.